0: much for joining us right here on off the script this is your aew dynamite post show for december 20th 2023 i am your host jd from new york as always coming to you live from the ots venue inside my mother's basement thank you guys so very much for joining me on your wednesday evening wherever you may be joined by my very good friend and co-host on wednesday nights the man who's going to get a piece of coal for Christmas, because he is the Grinch himself, the Shy Town smart. Jesse, what's going on, man?
1: Home Alone sucks,
0: bro. Home Alone is the best Christmas movie that there is, man. A second place is Jim Carrey's Grinch. Oh
1: no, man, Fact. National Lampoon's Fact. Christmas Vacation, bro. Come on, man. Come on, easily, easily. How you gonna, how you, how you gonna, how you gonna mess with the Grizzy, the Griswolds, man? Listen, there's there's nothing wrong with that, man, but it's not Home Alone. Yeah, isn't it great? Yeah. Perfect, man. Yeah. Somebody there was molested by Michael Jackson. That's fucking (laughs) awesome. Fantastic.
0: You gotta love it, man. Oh, man, I see some people in the chat say Die Hard, man. Come on.
1: People, okay, people just like saying Die Hard. Does Die Hard really get listen? Well, hold on, hold on. People like saying Die Hard because they want to trigger the people that swear it's not a Christmas movie. Well, I mean, I mean, do you get into the Christmas spirit when watching Die Hard? But see, they just did it. You just, you just follow. You just, you
0: just. No, I'm genuinely right asking. I trash, mean, I'm, I'm genuine. I don't feel, I don't feel that festive when I watch. I'm not festive in general, but I don't really feel festive when I watch Die Hard.
1: To each his own. To each his own. Someone, if, if you look at Die Hard and you get in the Christmas spirit, then it's a Christmas movie. But is okay. it the best?
0: Just key- Christmas movie. No, Kimo with the der- uh, the therapist in the chat. Just friends. Yes, that's a great fucking movie, man. Just friends with uh, what's his name? Um, I forgot his. Uh, I forgot his name. Fuck. He's a comedian. I think it's the- <laughs> yes. Just friends is a great movie. Never heard of it. You gotta look it up. I, now it's bothering me. I gotta see who's Ryan Reynolds.
1: Ryan. Oh, Reynolds. I'm, I'm not even looking that up. Nope. <laughs> okay. Nope. <laughs> Why? Mm-hmm.
0: What's wrong?
1: Nope, not even. Dude, I you told me who the actor was and I can already envision all of the comedy in it. I, all of his movies are all the same. All this comedy is all the same. Dude. Come on, man. I, I'm imagining movie. I'm imagining Deadpool with Christmas.
0: Nah. Nah. Yep.
1: The guy is so one-dimensional, man. No. No, no, no. 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 Anyway, Chevy Chase, man. Chevy Chase.
0: Chevy Chase, man, he's a legend. You know, I get it. I get it. Nothing wrong with that. I just prefer uh, Home Alone. But um, I don't know. Did you you feel uh, festive tonight, man? We're five days from Santa Claus coming down everybody's chimney. And Tony Khan, man, he has gifted us this AEW Continental Classic. And I will uh, say this before I leave it up to you on where you want to go with tonight's show. But the AEW Continental Classic is probably some of the best business that AEW has done all year. Uh, I absolutely love this tournament. This is absolutely fantastic shit, and the stories that are coming out of this man—just good. You know, it's it's something that I genuinely ask for on, on the other side with WWE. This is how I, this is how I envisioned King of the Ring being. But Tony giving us this here. This has been the best United States tournament in many 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 years and I think what they're doing with this is absolutely after this year an annual thing no doubt about it. What was your yeah, biggest what, what was your biggest takeaway from tonight's show?
1: So, and, and that's kind of hard because the, the the most important thing on the show was the definitely the tournament like you said. But I mean, how do we not, you know, start with the biggest storyline in the company right now? And um MJF and and Joe. Yeah. You know, so there's a lot of moving parts right now, a lot of stuff happening, a lot of stuff going down. We get people getting eliminated from from um um being suspected as, as the devil and everything else. And now we have another match schedule. You know, we get bamboozled on the last one. So this one I think is actually going to happen. Um, although we were not promised the devil, but we were just promised henchmen basically. But at the end of the day. Um, this storyline is, is staying interesting to me. You know, I mean, they, they are definitely, they, they're, they are, what they're doing is they're eliminating people and, and chopping down your suspect list to kind of narrow it down. And all signs still point to Adam Cole for me because he's the only one not being accused. Yeah. You know, he's the only one not being accused. The the, the only way I see it not being Adam Cole is if maybe they change plans because of Adam Cole's injury and they start looking at um they start looking at Callis and his whole team. Cause now because all these damn people coming out, like who are all these people? Who are all these masked henchmen? Yeah, I didn't really get that part. I mean it almost it almost felt like they multiplied. Yeah. Like where did all those people come from? Like who are all who are we supposed to be because now when the reveal happens, I want to know who all 47 of these damn people are, man. Well,
0: yeah, that was kind of silly, but I think at the end of that segment, when Joe and MJF uh, dispatched of those uh, those minor geeks, you know, we got the original four that were surrounding the ring, and then we got the message from the devil on the big screen, and he asked Max if he was a hero or he wanted to be a hero, and then he challenged Joe and MJF, or MJF rather, and Joe immediately said, yes, I accept So he's going to team with MJF and back MJF because Adam Cole is not ready to go yet. And the tag team titles, the Ring of Honor tag team titles will be on the line. So like you alluded to, we were supposed to get this a couple of weeks ago, and they didn't do it for obvious reasons because MJF is still very much hurt. And it would be foolish for them to put him into a match to further risk injury there. But you also made a good point when we talked about that as well. The first inclination that these guys should be going for is to fucking not win the match or beat the shit out of these guys but unmask and you really can't do that so i yeah. hope with this this revelation tonight or this this match being booked for next week which again is a cliffhanger that we get some sort of i would say i don't I wouldn't say conclusion but nearing a conclusion and we get that conclusion at world's end we we now are in the stages where we need to find out who is behind all this at world's end
1: yeah, yeah. This can definitely carry out to the pay-per-view. Yeah. And, and and it should. It can carry out to World's End. Um, they'll get Max in the ring next week, you know, try to shake a little bit of ring rust off before he gets into his full match with Joe. Um, I'm expecting to do too much. And it is it is a tag match, so they can definitely limit him and and just have him stretch out a little bit, let him get ready for his 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 match. And I man, it's kind of hard to not expect um Max to take a little sabbatical after this one, man.
0: Yeah, that's the part where it it becomes really unpredictable. You don't know where they're going to go with this. I mean, there's still very much a chance that he himself is the devil. So if that's the case, uh, he he will have to remain on TV. But, you know, there is a huge possibility that he could lose the championship at World's End and be taken off television because of what happens with the reveal of who was under the mask and Joe was going to be the new AEW world champion but we don't really know for sure we don't know how legitimate the the well they are legitimate we don't know how bad they are i know he yeah. was interviewed by Solomonster monster uh while accepting a, an award at the uh at the Jewish National Sports Hall of Fame mm-hmm. and uh he accepted that award and uh, and Jason interviewed him and he basically said i watched it today that he couldn't lift his arm he can't lift his arm straight up one of his arms
1: yeah I the injured it. arm
0: so it's like you know what is he going to do next week? He, like you said, they're probably going to limit him in the tag team match. And Joe's going to take the brunt of the work. Hopefully he's ready to go. And I know you and I talked about it. Max is not the type of guy that's going to go out there and skimp on a fucking match. I mean, he'll fucking break his arm in the match if he has to, just to give us, you know, a conclusion to all this. But, you yeah. know, his his health and well-being is probably first and foremost here. But, you know, from the from what I see... I feel like they cannot go any further with this. You know, I don't want to say that they're jumping the shark with this shit. I see some people mentioning, oh, this is, a, is this, this is as bad as Retribution was. Give me a fucking break with that nonsense.
1: No, it wasn't. No, no it's not. No, it's not.
0: But uh, I, I think we cannot continue this any further after World's End. I, I mean, I said it and alluded to it weeks ago, weeks ago. Uh, yeah. The name of the pay-per-view is, is basically Max's world coming to an end. And the reveal is perfect with this name of the pay-per-view. And they need, they, they need to... Give us a conclusion in Long Island.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I that I, I, I think, I, I think it's, it's stayed. It's welcome. It's done fine. Um. Sometimes the pacing was a little like questionable, but as of late, the pacing of this whole storyline has been okay. Uh, I think the pay-per-view is the absolute perfect time to do the reveal. Yeah. It feels like if they go past this pay-per-view, it's going to overstay. It's welcome for sure. Yeah.
0: Now, the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships are on the line next week. Uh, I know it, it's a little silly. I've seen some people making uh, light of the fact that, well, well, what is the devil? He wants the he wants the uh, Ring of Honor Tag Team titles. <laughs> and It's like, li- listen, folks, I, I, I get it. Ring of Honor is irrelevant in, in this entire thing, but it's about what Max has, and it revolves around Max's world. And everything that he has is going to be taken from him. And those titles are a part of who he is right now with the story uh, alongside Adam Cole. So those titles are up for grabs as well. And they want to leave him with nothing. Whoever's in this, this devil mask wants to leave him with nothing. Right. So l- let's start there. Who wants the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships? Why would anybody want the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships? Is, is that the kingdom? Are they a part of this? That They're the only two men in this entire thing that I could see being under the mask that would want those tag team championships if you're going to put any two guys in a, in a in a mask and then put them in a match for those titles against MJF and Samoa Joe. It's going to be Matt Taven and Mike Bennett. So I really can't think outside of those two, who else would even make sense as far as who two of the four are. It's got to
1: be those guys, right? It should be. Who's Who's in the Callis family? Tikeshda Sammy Guevara,
0: who- Takeshda, Kyle Fletcher, who just won the Ring of Honor uh television championship, I believe. And then Will Hobbs.
1: Hobbs does not fit in any of those goddamn outfits, dude. That guy sticks out like a sore thumb. You
0: know, I've seen some people alluding to maybe Will Osprey is the devil. I mean, why wh- why would Will Osprey be the devil? He's got nothing to do with MJF, and Will Ospreay doesn't come until February, and we can't go till February for a fucking reveal.
1: I'm sorry. No. We cannot. We cannot. Um, I was thinking it was Callis as the devil and Kanosuke, and a partner of of his, but then that would leave the devil to be the one that's focused on the world title and Don Callis wouldn't be going for the world title. So
0: but I don't I don't really I don't really understand why, you know, and you're not the only one. I know you mentioned it in passing. You, you mentioned yes yeah. uh last week that, you know, what if Kenny Omega's the devil? And, and I said I, I wouldn't fucking mind that at all. You know, it's like it's got to be somebody of note, somebody's going to generate interest here. You mentioned it in passing. You didn't really say, "Well, I think Kenny Omega's the devil." No, I yeah, think we've been yeah. we've been pretty stern on 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 Adam Cole for the entire duration of this storyline. But what would the Don Callis family have to do with MJF? I feel like they would just be plugging them in as a last ditch to generate interest. They don't really have anything to do with the world title or, or MJF. So I
1: don't know if it'd be a last ditch to generate interest or, um, a, a, a backup plan because Cole is legitimately hurt and not going to come back soon enough to do a reveal. Yeah. So maybe they had to pivot. Maybe they had to pivot. Um, Cole is the only one that makes absolute sense. If yeah. it's not Adam Cole, I sincerely feel like whoever it would be, it was a pivot move Um, because they can't just keep dragging it out and maybe they didn't want to bring Adam Cole back hurt to be the devil and then just be in a non wrestling role until he was ready to go. It, it I, I, but I sincerely, from the, from the bottom of my heart, feel like it's it it is Adam Cole, and it was supposed or supposed to be Adam Cole. Now, if it's not, I feel like they would have shifted. And Callis is un, un it, unexplainably not on TV. The whole family, all of them. I mean, other than you know a rampage here or there or something like that, the Callis family is just away, and they were on front and center on TV. Why?
0: I don't know. They were feuding with Kenny Omega. Uh, we talked about this also last week. They were feuding with Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega is out with diverticulitis. Him and Jericho were probably going to win the tag team titles at World's, End, at, at World's End against Ricky Starks and Big Bill. And then they probably would have went on to feud with Don Callis and the Don Callis family and probably put them on the line against Takeshita and Powerhouse Hobbs. So... You know, I, and now Kenny's off of TV, and who the fuck knows when he's coming back from that. You're not going to rush him back to television. He may be out to the middle of next year. We don't fucking know. That's not yeah. that's not anything to really scoff at, diverticulitis. But no. now now the Don Callis family has nothing to do. So they very yeah. well may be in the running for fucking who's under the mask and who the devil is. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Uh, who, who knows? Maybe they'll in, in, implement them somehow, some way as, as you know, being the henchman or something, but I'm, nobody has, nobody has a faction big enough to cover all of the guys that ran out there tonight. So the, 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 stunt they pulled tonight really throws a monkey wrench in, in this whole thing, as far as it making sense. Yeah. Because I don't know how they're going to explain all of this shit, It had to be a complete new Japan invasion at this point.
0: Or someone, or someone—I uh, uh, guess a whole fucking legion of people that just can't stand MJF.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well, wait a minute. If it's if if it's Will Ospreay, couldn't it be a New Japan invasion?
0: Yeah, he's he's the leader of the uh, United Empire. Mark da- Mark Davis is out though. Mark Davis and Kyle Fletcher—they're uh, Aussie Open. Then you got uh, Jeff Cobb, and then you got TJP. Right.
1: Interesting. Um but again, what what does now,
0: what does Will Osprey have to do with MJF, though? I mean, you know, well, with, the, with the way that they brought in uh, w- w- with the way that they introduced Will Osprey already, announcing him as a contract, in you know, a full-time contract with AEW starting in 2024, you would almost want to think he wants to be, you know, he they, they they would make him a baby face. Plus, plus you have an all-in, more than likely he'll be in one of the marquee matches, either that or the the main event or the co-main event. Do you want him to be a, a heel? Right out of the gate, I don't think that's
1: a wise move. Right. Yeah. I'm just kind of trying to fish at this point, man. Because what I mean, um Maybe that's what they want. Uh, that's what they, that's what they want. Us
0: asking these questions and kind of stumped yeah. and perplexed is what they want. Because that's exactly what they've done. They've they they've done a great job of trying to throw people off the scent. Because I know yeah. a lot of people are gonna say it's Adam Cole. We are sticking to our guns. We're still sticking with Adam Cole. Yeah. MJF, Adam Cole. Roddy, also, you know, with the, with what he's saying, Samoa Joe is my best friend by proxy. It's MJF. It could be Roddy, or Roddy could be a part of it. They want to throw you off. That's O'Reilly. why. Yeah, you know, O'Reilly. We don't really know where he is, and if he's ready to come back, he may be a part of it. But with the Adam Page beer bottle over the head, or, or the um, the the not not the beer bottle, the uh, car, the real glass, and taking him out, you know, and, and then the beer bottle over MJF said the week before that. They want you to think that it may be Adam Page, but it's not. Now he got taken out. Now MJFC is one of the mogul embassy's masks or a mask on the floor right in front of the mogul embassy's locker room. And now he's blaming Swerve and his boys to possibly be a part of this thing. They they want you to think that it could be all these other people. But, I I mean, it's nice to think that, but the mogul embassy has nothing to do with this. (laughs) You're not going to start Swerve as the devil now two weeks before this thing has
1: to come to a conclusion. No, everybody. Everybody that they've accused is, I'm, I'm in, of the belief is not the devil. Yeah. If if they if they brought it up as them possibly being the devil, they're not the devil. And it seems like everyone was accused in this entire scenario, but one guy, Adam Cole.
0: Yeah. I mean, the body, the body stature of the guy under the mask last week when he attacked Page does not fit Will Osprey. It doesn't fit Swerve. It doesn't fit Samoa Joe. No. It doesn't fit any of these people. It fits someone the stature of Adam Cole, and, yeah. and I know a lot, a lot of people are still saying it's Jack Perry. Blah blah blah. No, it's it, it can't be Jack Perry. That would that would fall on, on on deaf ears, and it would be a fucking disaster. You you don't want that to happen. No, I'm sorry.
1: It's not, it's not Jack Perry. No, it's not. It's it's gotta be Adam Cole. Someone of that build, uh, Cole, uh, Darby is about that size. Yeah. Um, Sammy Guevara. Yep. Yeah. But Adam Cole is the only one that makes sense there. The way that I see it playing out
0: is MJF loses. I think MJF is losing the uh, AEW World Championship. I mean, I don't want it to see. I don't want to see it come to an end. But this is this is my this is my professional opinion here. MJF loses the championship to Samoa Joe. Now whether that goes off. Uh, as a heel or a babyface uh, on Long Island, I don't really know what's going to happen there because in MJF's hometown, I don't think Joe's going to be revered and cheered. But with no. the devil, with the devil, you know, I think the the New York fans will probably be a little wise to say, "Well, right, Joe won, but it was because of this fucking asshole under the mask. So l- let's keep him as a tweener." I think Joe Joe is teetering on a babyface here with, with with that tweener involved. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think Joe wins. MJF gets taken off TV. I think the first thing that they need to do and make a priority is get that man back healthy, because you don't want him to. You don't want him wrestling with a fucking torn labrum and, and a hip problem. Get him the help that he needs. Take him off TV for a month or two. Let him recuperate. Adam Cole's the devil. Adam Cole beats Samoa Joe for the championship, and we we build towards MJF versus Adam Cole two or three. Uh the second time at Wembley for the world championship and MJF wins the world title back at all in. That's 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 the way that's my long-term booking for this situation.
1: Yeah, I mean it's something it's something just has to make sense here on, yeah. on some level or another. And I mean, if it doesn't, I mean, look, I get it, they're dealing with a lot of untimely injuries right about now. Um, not to mention, let's not forget the the little nugget that was thrown at us, if 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 true. That MJF has not signed a new deal yet,
0: which I, I was going to get to because
1: I have it. I have it here
0: uh, for us to discuss. I know Drew and I talked about that last night on TNT. You know, y- you mentioned that, and I think we're smart enough to know that Tony Khan's not going to put MJF on TV with his historic title reign and then not sign this man to an extension. I mean, that would be
1: fucking stupid.
0: You know, you, well, get, it's like, you it's gave a him the
1: twenty-two word. because yeah. you take him off, you make him unhappy. You leave him on, you can get screwed. Yeah. So it, yeah. it, it's, it really is a catch 22 or
0: it's all story. And Tony Khan is the devil. Oh my God. Again, listen, have- it's, I, I have to throw it out there. I have to say it because it's still a possibility. Tony Khan can still be the man behind the mask. Or at least if Adam Cole's the man underneath the mask, then he's gotta be working for somebody. And I know MJF continues to sell big free agency next year. The the the, the bidding war of 2024. Maybe that has to do with Tony Khan really being a part of the devil storyline.
1: I don't know. It's it's physically possible. Yes. But um I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think. It, I think whoever the devil is is going to have to take a bump, and I do not see Tony Khan taking a bump at all on any level ever. Yeah, well, so I, I, that that's my that's my logic behind ruling out TK as being the devil and Britt Baker. I think whoever is the devil is going to have to bump to get its comeuppance for everything that they've done in this whole build. So TK out, Britt Baker out. Um, Don Callis could take a beating. Fine. Okay. Yeah. No, it's not a problem. Um, Adam Cole, obviously, how injured is he? Can he make it back in time? Um, gonna have to stick with Adam Cole. I, I can't go Tony Khan. He is not gonna he said he never wanted to be an, an uh an on screen talent that could change. I get that, but again, I think I think that would hinder the payoff if it's him. And like Vince, like Vince was the higher power, but my God, we know Vince will fucking bump. So it was fine. I don't think TK will work in this situation, man.
0: Well, maybe maybe TK needs something like that. Maybe maybe this would be his uh his coming to moment. You know, he's uh, a genuine nice guy. He is very loyal and very uh just open about his feelings and you know, he he gives a lot of himself everywhere, right? Maybe he needs this. Maybe being an on-screen fucking dictator and a prick might open up Tony Khan to Maybe change to some evil ways and join the dark side like Vince McMahon did. The McMahon, Mr. McMahon character is probably the greatest heel of all time. And Tony Khan is too much of a nice guy. Nice guys finish last, right? With with everything that's going on, he's, you know, he's going through a lot of hardships right now. But maybe he needs this. Maybe he needs this to uh, turn dark a little bit and become the prick boss that we need him to sometimes. I don't know. You know, maybe he plays that out on TV. Maybe it's a whole new TK that we get. Yeah, it's possible. You know, who
1: knows? knows? I don't we know. We'll
0: see. We'll see. But uh yeah, that was that was the biggest, I would say, storyline implication, storyline uh on Dynamite tonight. And uh we will get into the rest of the show. We're gonna talk about the Continental Classic. Christian Cage was uh there in spirit as Tony Schiavone read a written statement by Christian Cage in regards to what's going on with him, Adam Copeland, and the TNT title. And we will go over how this tournament is shaping up for next week. But it's been been one hell of a ride with this Continental Classic, and we're going to get into it, guys. Thank you so very much for joining us here on the Post Show. We got 1800 in here live on a Wednesday night. Thank you guys very much for joining us here on OTS. Tonight's show sponsored by my great friends over at Magic Mind. Magicmind.com. Make sure you guys click the link that I provided in the live stream chat. You guys want to know how I stay focused and how I remain on my game for these post shows, man. Magic Mind. Go to magicmind.com slash JD from NY. Use that promo code JDNY and save 56% off your first subscription, man. So go check them out. We'll talk about my friends over at Magic Mind a little bit later. Follow Jesse and I on social media at JD from NY 206 and at Chi-Town smart on X. I'm also on Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. We got a Huge extra coming tomorrow. We're going to talk about this potential merger with Warner Brothers Discovery and Paramount, which is being rumored right now, plus major news on mercedes Monet, which I will uh, kind of talk about tonight because the women's division is just... I don't know what the fuck they're doing, man, really. I mean, I got into some uh, back and forth with some geeks online about uh, Soraya and Riho. Sure, Jesse can't wait to talk about that one, right? Oh yeah.
1: At least the at least the match wasn't terrible. The match but wasn't who terrible. Who
0: gives a shit?
1: But who gives a shit? I yeah. mean really. Come on now. But who gives a shit? So
0: we'll talk about that uh and please make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. Let's try for 1000 likes tonight on the post show, man. We got 391 likes. That's that's unacceptable. Uh, I mean, come on now. I know AEW is as uh, as as exciting as WWE right now, but come on, man. And then Super Chats are open. Get them on, and we'll hang out at the end of the show. All right, I guess we'll start with the Continental Classic, man. We got an opening match. Got an opening match here with Swerve. And my guy, Roosh, Roosh, has put on some of the best matches in the tournament. I think a tournament like this has really opened up people to what he is truly capable of. I know Roosh is mathematically eliminated from this tournament, but that doesn't mean he can't play spoiler. And that's exactly what he was trying to do here. Uh, The injury here, quote-unquote, to Roosh's hamstring is the story. Okay, so he's got the hamstring taped up, and he went into this match with Swerve, who's also banged up. I love the fact that they're... uh, you know, they're showing the wear and tear on these guys. Roosh has got his uh, his hamstring taped up. Swerve's got that kinesio tape over his shoulder. We got uh, Moxley tonight now with the knee at the end of the match. Some really great stuff there. Some uh, aesthetics on these guys going to battle. I love it. So, these guys battle into a commercial break. Roosh kept Strickland down. On a big time snap power slam, Strickland came back, hanging up uh, the bad leg of Roosh in the corner, and then uh, he got uh, a drop kick on Roosh. Strickland tried for a running boot from the apron, but Roosh caught it, slammed Strickland shoulder first on the edge of the ring. Again, the kinesio tape in the shoulder of Swerve is also his injury here. Strickland caught a charging Roosh with a snap German on the floor. Roosh rolled through and hit a shotgun drop kick into the barricade and we go into a picture in picture break. So we go to the commercial break. Both men, trading snap Germans, big pump kicks, doubled down off the pump kicks. Strickland charged in. Roosh was ready and hit an overhead belly to belly in the corner. Roosh wanted his bull's horns finish. But his leg gave out while running towards Swerve. This allowed Swerve to apply a single leg crab into the stretch muffler, while Roosh counted that into an inside cradle. Roosh then came back with some big uh, strikes and then into a straight jacket pile driver on Swerve for a two count. So both guys go to the apron and they're exchanging chops. And this is what kind of made me wince a little bit. I don't know how you felt, Jesse, about this. They're trading strikes on the apron chops. And then Roosh threw Swerve over his head to the outside on the floor, and Swerve landed not on his back, not on his shoulder, but he came down fucking hard on his hip. I'm like, why why are we doing spots like this, man? It's always the fucking apron with these guys. I mean, is it necessary to throw someone like that, risking an injury on his hip? We already got our world champion with a bum
1: hip. Now you want to fucking do the same thing to Swerve. That that looked like... Maybe I'm maybe I'm forgetting the spot. I mean, like I told you earlier, I was in and out. Yeah. I, I thought he landed clean on his shoulder. No, I just I, just missing his head. No, I know to me, it looked like his hip. Yeah. Yeah, it was it wasn't pretty. You know no,
0: it didn't look good at all. No. So uh he gets taken out there. Back inside, Roosh took a little bit too long to get to the top due to the hamstring injury, and he missed the senton. Strickland came back with a 450. Roosh kicked out after Swerve had a beautiful 450. Roosh kicked out at a one. He hulked up. Started up. up. He rushed up, yeah. I, I mean, the, the crowd ate into it. They bought into it. Uh, I, I thought it looked ridiculous, but I loved it at the same time. So I, I don't know how to feel, but... Uh, you know, you nail a perfect 450 splash like that while he's dealing with his fucking quote unquote injury in this match to deliver that move, and then the, Roosh kicks out at one with a bad leg. Come on, yeah. man. Yeah, it's a little ridiculous.
1: Uh, well, I'll, I'll 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 say this about about Rush. He it, it looks like he so far is the big winner of this tournament. Um, maybe him and 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 Mark Briscoe. Because Swerve, and Andrade
0: on collision, he's been
1: and, and yeah, Andrade's been killing it too. Because guys like Swerve, Mox, Jay White, all these guys came in with momentum, and they. Yeah. I mean, Jay White was walking around with the goddamn world title for months. Yep, and and Moxley is Moxley, you know. Swerve, you know it. You know, ever since the the, the match with Hangman, is like I said, like it's his ticket is punched. Yeah, you know, but um. I think guys like Roosh has extremely benefited from this tournament, man. And cause he's looked great in every match, man. He's, he's looked, he's looked better than he has since he, since his whole tenure with AEW so far, he's going to come out of this tournament um, shining. I think he's benefited the most so far.
0: Well, it's yes. I agree with everything you said. It's up to Tony Khan to take this. And then in 2024, Push this guy to maybe an international championship, get him a little bit more TV time, and, and not put him back in LFI. And then they disappear for two months. Yeah, can't,
1: can't have that happen. Okay. Yeah. If you, he, he's the only one doing anything in that stable. When that's the case, then you don't need the stable. Yeah. You know what? What? What is what is Pino De Grigio doing or, or whatever the fudge's name is, man? Oh, uh, if, Vance. Yeah. What is put him back in a dark order? What is he doing?
0: No, I actually like him here. What is he doing? I don't know.
1: Yes, you do. The is nothing. He's drinking uh, Pellegrino, sparkling water. He, he's doing nothing, <laughs> man. He's doing nothing. Repackage him.
0: El Pellegroso. What do they call him? El Pellegroso? I don't know. Pelle-
1: I, don't, I have no idea. Pinot Grigio?
0: I'm, guy... a, I'm more of a Sauvignon Blanc wine drinker, bro. What? What <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is that, man? Oh man, I'd rather drink. drink Colt w- 40- I'd rather drink Colt forty five. You don't drink wine. I'd rather no. I'd rather drink malt liquor than wine. Jesus man. Christ! Yeah, than a man yeah. of no class is Jesse. Yeah, yeah. I, don't bring me upper class. I'll go down. Perro Peligroso. Whatever. Man.
0: whatever.
1: The, thing, the, the thing about it is, we don't know. Want to know why we don't know? Because we don't give a shit. Yeah. No.
0: So, uh, Roosh kicked out at a one off the 450. Roosh charged. Strickland uh, met him with a rolling flatliner into a brain buster. Love that spot. Uh, he gets a two count off the brain buster. House call connects. Strickland went to the top, hits the swerve stomp. Academic from there, one, two, three. And that was it for Swerve. He gets his victory and now is tied at this point with John Moxley with 12 points. So, we're told at the end of the match, as my TNT, TBS, Warner Brothers Discovery feed went out for a good uh, 10 seconds where I couldn't read the fucking ruling of what, what was going, out what going on here. Twice it went out.
1: With this? What's going on, man? What's going on with the production? Is, mm, is that I a Mansory know. thing? What is I know, no, here? it's not
0: Mansory. It's not Mansory. It's fucking it's Warner. It's 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 the network, yeah. So I don't know what happened. Thank God we have social media, so I was filled in on what was going on here. We were told that if John Moxley wins or goes to a draw with Switchblade, that it will be Moxley versus Strickland next week in the Gold League semis. However, if Jay White wins, it will be a three-way tie between Moxley, Strickland, and Jay White. And I think at that point, I think we knew where we were going uh, because Tony Khan uh, loves the drama. He's given us a three-way. We'll talk about that and why I think... Uh, They went with this decision next week. But that is the ruling here in the Gold League. And I think we're doing some great shit here. Now, for all the people that say that there's no story in this tournament, you got two stories here. Roosh, he was someone that wasn't really heavily featured on TV. Breakout in this tournament. Had banger matches. His, His knee injury was the reason why he didn't go far in this tournament. Okay? Strickland... You know, he's the hot hand. He's the hottest, one of the hottest performers in the industry right now. You know, he's self-explanatory. Moxley, like Jesse said, is John Moxley. He does whatever the fuck he wants. Then you got Jay Lethal. His story is, well, I'm hanging around with Jarrett and these clowns, and I forgot how to win because I've been so reliant on them helping me. I don't know how to win by myself anymore. Mark Briscoe, he basically gave you the story of why he was in this thing going winless. He got his win tonight uh, over Jay Lethal. We'll talk about him in a little bit. He said basically in an interview, "Hey, I've been a tag team wrestler for twenty years. This is my theoretically my rookie year as a singles performer." And Mark like Briscoe may have been uh, the probably the biggest breakout in the entire tournament. Man, if they don't
1: do anything with him next year,
0: what the like are that. they doing?
1: You know, I like that. I like that. That, uh, that explains his losing in the tournament so much. Yes, it explains. Yes, guys, you're looking for like devils and and bloodline storylines and not everything yes, is a five star exactly. story line. exactly the little things the little things and this is it this this is a catalyst for mark briscoe to get into 2024 with some steam with some momentum and some reasoning behind what's going on with his wins or losses going into next year it all makes sense now i love this story for him I don't know why
0: anybody was looking for fucking bloodline esque stories in the tournament. What did I tell you guys before the yeah. tournament even started? The tournament is the story. Yes. What, what, what do you What do you want? What more do you want? Like this, th- this has been great television. Yes. Is Is it like oh my god, so exciting? No, but I appreciate this type of thing because it's, it's fun. And Mark Briscoe, how many of you guys knew that Mark Briscoe was that good of a professional wrestler? We know he's one of one of the one half of the
1: greatest tag teams ever, right? I knew. But remember, remember, remember when we first met in person, and yeah. we went to that fucking pay per view. and We were yeah. at the, at that bar, yeah, and it was time for the show to start. I said I want to leave and get there early. Why? Because I want to see the fucking Briscoe. Yep, yeah, yeah, I remember him. you said that. yeah. I mean, I was always a fan of these fucking guys. But I mean, you
0: you are the exception. How many of these people yeah. here watching us knew that Mark Briscoe was a great professional wrestler before this tournament? None of them. So? None of them. Now you know. Now you're yep. going into 2024, and Tony Khan already has another semi-fucking, I wouldn't say main event guy, but man, international championship, TBS championship. I mean, we're come not, on. Or the TNT championship, rather.
1: Yes. yeah, That's the type for, of thing. We're not looking for a main event guy. There can only be so many main event people. Yeah. But this tournament is going to make Mark a solid mid-carder. Mm-hmm. And a solid mid-carder is so underrated, man, because uh, I mean, uh, dude, you're either in the main event. If you're not in a feud with MJF, basically, you're in the upper mid-card, okay? I mean, And that's just it. And then you'll get slotted into the main event when you're feuding with the champion. But for right now, you're a solid mid-carder because MJF is the top of the fucking card. So if you can get Mark Briscoe to be up there as a solid mid-carder, that's that's, 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 that's the next step because you do that for a year or so, a year or two, and if you maintain that momentum, guess what's next, you know? I mean, who fucking knows? But it's not going to go from tag team extraordinaire to singles wrestler Put him in the main event. Everything takes steps and then a progression. And I think this tournament like this is fantastic for Mark. Also fantastic for Jay Lethal, who I think everyone sitting here and watching, everyone watching him on replay, everybody not even here right now will all agree that he's been grossly um, underused. So this is a great catalyst to get him back to where he should be as well. So I'm in Roosh. This tournament is already a success for me. I don't even care what the outcome is. Too many people have benefited from it to call it a failure.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, if you're calling it a failure or a waste of time, I mean, you're a complete
1: fucking idiot. Yeah. Plain and simple. I remember when it first started, we were all iffy about it. I don't know, it's this, it's that. And we said, this is literally the prime example of let it play out because the tournament is it, it's not telling any stories yet. We don't know how it's gonna pan out. Let's see how it pans out. Let's give it time to tell its stories. It's done that, and I am I'm calling it a success already. No matter what the end of it comes out to be, because you've gotten others over. You've progressed storylines. Here's the important thing that nobody's thinking about: you've made so many matches have important meaning on TV. You know, when because there's only so many titles, and God knows this company has a billion titles but so many matches had meaning for all these months and a and, and reason for them to be happening. So that's easy booking on TV. Yeah. I love it. This tournament's been great. How many times have we asked for
0: matches to, to mean something on television? Give me shit with meaning. This entire tournament has had matches that meant something to television. Yep. Simple. I mean, is it an easy way out? Sure. You know, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to book this tournament, but, you know, again... If they do it annually, I'm here for it. Now you're going to be more excited next year for, you know, the second ever Continental Classic. Yes. And we're going to be wondering, and hopefully, you know, Tony Khan knows what he's doing with the new champion at the end of this thing. How are they going to be perceived? How are they going to be presented? How are they going to be booked creatively? That's yep. the next step. I mean, the winner of this tournament, I mean, I, if, if I swear to God, if we get open challenges every week,
1: I'm going to fucking lose my mind. Yeah. It's, uh, I, you're right, you make a good point. I, I I think it's extremely important that the winner of this tournament, whoever it is, they see success next year. They need to see success, and that'll help us look forward to the next tournament, because, oh, remember the winner of the last tournament, man? They went on to, you know, and it needs to be success, But because then next year you want people fucking begging to get in this tournament i want to get yes. in this fucking tournament i want to be in it look what happened to this guy who won i want people be in this people tournament. who aren't
0: even in aew should desire to
1: be in this tournament yes all the tv exposure yeah. the pay-per-view and then the push you get afterward i want to be in that fucking tournament
0: yeah you know
1: i i understand that they got all these
0: titles international title tbs tnt title whatever the case may be, none of their titles really have any meaning. They're, they've all taken right. a significant step down as yep. far as importance. You know, Orange Cassidy's defending the fucking title bi-weekly. You know, and uh, he's, he's defending it on rampage because Rocky Romero. He don't even fucking work here. Like, I, I mean, what does that do for the title? It does nothing for the title. So the, yep. the, the, the Continental Championship should theoretically, and I'm speaking because this is the way that I perceive it and this is the way that I would do it if I'm TK, that that continental title needs to be positioned right below MJF. It should be the second most important title in the entire company. Easy. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I I, I think that needs to be a, a low-key goal for Tony Khan and AEW next year. They need to make all of the titles mean just as much as um, as MJF's title means right now, he has the only title with meaning in this company right now. Yeah, that's about it. Everyone else's title has fallen to the wayside. You know, we 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 got we got um, Julia Hart is coming out and staring at Abaddon. No story, no story. You got Chris Statlander who was out there tonight. has hey, anybody notice that Chris Statlander does not give a shit that she lost her fucking title? Not one single iota of a fuck. though she? don't give a shit. She don't give a shit. She's not trying to get it back. She's not implementing any kind of rematch clause. She's not coming out and saying, "I'm gonna go back to the back of the line and I'm gonna run, I'm gonna I'm gonna win my way back up to get my title opportunity." Neither. No, she's out there with the best friend saying, "Hey, Rocky Romero. Hey, yeah, good job." At oh least... look, I'm, I'm hanging out with Danhausen. Yeah, you were the TBS champion. You don't give a shit that you lost. You don't give a shit. I don't know. Nobody can. Tony Storm has a title. Tony Storm has an interesting gimmick. Great. But she's facing nobody. The tag team titles, I until you said it was Starks and, and Bill, I forgot they even had them. I forgot they even had the trios titles. What is going on with the acclaim?
0: Well, they're back yeah. on collision defending the titles against uh the uh team of Action Andretti and
1: Top Flight. Remember. When the acclaim lost those titles to the Gun Club, they've never been the same since. Nope. Never recovered from that. Nope. Never been the same since. Who else is holding a title? No, no title means anything right now. The most pre- pre- the most prestigious thing in this company is MJF's title, and then the tournament. Well,
0: it kind of goes uh, with the general feeling of the entire company. What what has meaning on TV? MJF and the Devil. Christian and Copeland, and then the
1: tournament. That's it. Yeah. Oh, uh, even. even what, what are we Christian, doing after this? Even Christian's title. Even Christian's title. It it really means nothing. You really think about it. Christian is killing it. His his gimmick is killing it. He got his little stable killing it. He got his feud with um Copeland killing it. But it doesn't feel like it's about the title. It it feels like it's about their friendship. Because it is. And it. I mean, it doesn't feel like it's about the title at all. So the feud is great. The storyline is great. I'm I can't wait for the battle, but the title it means nothing. It well, means Cop- nothing right now.
0: Well, Copeland has said that, you know, he he wants to take the title from Christian because I do feel like where the story is, I think that's title according to Copeland is the, is the thing that's poisoning Christian and he wants his friend back. But like you said, it goes right back to be it being about their friendship.
1: It's like about their friendship? It's a grudge match. Yeah, I mean, so it Nothing, no one with a title is doing anything of importance. And that's sad. that needs to be a 2024 goal. Titles need to really, really, really mean more. Yeah, They don't mean anything.
0: Speaking of the tag team titles, Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega were going to challenge Big Bill and Ricky Starks at World's End for those AEW tag team titles, which are now uh, basically props on yep. Starks and Bill. Jericho stood in front of a dynamite backdrop. He mentioned in the back... That last Thursday, Kenny Omega ended up hospitalized with diverticulitis, and he's out of AEW indefinitely. These guys cannot catch a break. Man. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Omega, MJF injured. To what extent we don't really know. And Adam Cole out. Imagine that. They cannot catch a fucking no, break. No, nobody could stay healthy at the same time.
1: He, he says they. You work, a, you work a safer style. I, I don't know.
0: Well, I mean, well, Kenny Omega didn't even want to go to the fucking hospital. He he thought it
1: was a hernia problem. <laughs> he wants to keep working. Relax. They have so many people. We pitched this at the start of the inception of this company. They have so many people on their roster. They really could schedule an off-season for their for their talent. Rotate it. You yeah, have I, so many people.
0: I, I I don't know what one feels like when they have diverticulitis, but he thought it was a hernia problem. And no matter what your body's telling you, he said, hey, you know what? We'll just uh, we'll get through this show tonight. It's like, what right. the fuck? He was, yeah. he was one day away from this being possibly fatal.
1: Yeah, that's not good.
0: No. no. So he says, they don't know how long or short the absence will be, but it does derail the Golden Jets winning the AW Tag Team titles. He said the most important thing is Omega's health. Yes, fans cheered and chanted for Kenny. He told him to take as long as he needs to get healthy, but he'll be waiting for him and the Golden Jets will resume when he gets back. So, I don't know what they do with the tag team titles. I mean, I would not leave Starks and Bill off the show. I don't know what they do, how they go about the tag team title match. But, you know, I've seen some people say, well, why don't we plug FTR into that match? Why don't we plug FTR there? Well, FTR is feuding with the House of Black, and more than likely that's taking place at the pay-per-view. So, you know, FTR's what... FTR is being punished. <laughs> I mean, what are we What are we doing? There's no other... This is what happens. Where, where's the tag team division? Where's the tag team division? This, You know, once upon a time, there were rankings... And rankings gave you the top five, top ten teams in the division. Now we don't even know who the fuck is in the division, and we don't know who, in this example, when Jericho and Omega go down with injury, who's the next in line because we haven't had any other matches. What are we we doing here? Where's Matt and Nick? They're off TV. Why? They're crying that CM Punk got one up over on them. No, no. Why are they off TV? Because they're uh, rebranding themselves, and they're going to come back as a heel, Young Bucks.
1: Are they going to turn heel at home? Do it on TV. What are we doing I here? Know, I don't know. Is I someone know. hurt? See, I see. I, I hate going on rants like this about someone not being on TV. Yeah, so I know it, you want to play devil's advocate, I know. It could be. You know, we, we sat here and ranted about Serena Deeb not being here. The poor woman was suffering from seizures. I mean, so, uh, so it's not like, has there been a reported injury from Matt or Nick? No. We have a suffering tag team division, and your number one tag team is nowhere near TV. And your tag team champions are Big Bill and Ricky Starks. And they don't have opponents.
0: You know, we haven't had one tag team match on Dynamite in God knows how long. I mean, when was the last tag team match that we got on Dynamite? Does anybody remember? That meant something. That's a good point. I have no idea. And for a couple of that, I wanted to put tag team wrestling at the forefront. Wow, man. Where is back it? Back burner. It's on the back burner.
1: Yeah. That's, man, dude, there's so many, look, there's only so many things you can fix at once. I'll give them that, that much, but titles are always supposed to feel important. Always. That's the easy part. That's the easy part because you want to say, well, why are they fighting? Because they want to be champion. What champion? Tag champion, you know, intercontinental champion, world champion, whatever. But none of those titles mean anything. So why are these people fighting? Well, these guys are in a tournament. Great. Everyone else? I don't know. Every other match tonight, I don't know why it was happening.
0: Don't know. Whatever. Mark Briscoe, Jay Lethal. This was two guys who were looking for their first win in this entire tournament. So even that it was amazing that there was a story here and none of them even factored into winning the tournament at all. They were both mathematically eliminated weeks ago. Yep. So the thing is here that Mark Briscoe, we talked about him having a breakout tournament, you know, he is put on banger matches and he mentioned that this is his first full fledged rookie year as a singles performer. Now that he is uh, no longer part of a tag team and Jay lethal You know, he cannot win on his own anymore. Former Ring of Honor champion, a legend, Jay Lethal can't win on his own anymore because he's relied on Jeff Jarrett and his circus to help him win matches. So that's the story there, and I wonder what they're going to do with Jay Lethal after this tournament. But we had Mark Briscoe leap off the ring apron with a flying elbow, and they go to a picture-and-picture break. Briscoe back in the ring... Had Jay Lethal grounded with a side headlock. Lethal fought back, landed a Lethal combination. He climbed to the top. Briscoe quickly meets him up there. Both guys fell off. So Lethal climbs back up to the second rope. Briscoe knocked him to the floor. He then grabbed the chair and launched himself off the chair and flipped onto Lethal at ringside. Lethal started making a comeback, landed a big top rope. Bell drop from your fall. Briscoe himself started to make a comeback. He went for The froggy bow, but Lethal lifted his leg to block it. Lethal then landed a J-driller for a near fall. That's Mark's move. Briscoe went on offense, landed a J-driller of his own, and he eventually got the win over J-lethal. And he gets his first three points in the tournament. Too little, too late. And they are now... On their way home. No more matches for either one of those guys. Briscoe wins in 14 minutes. Really good stuff there. And I love the fact that both guys were wrestling as if they were still in the tournament. They wrestled their ass off. And all this was was, you know, somebody not wanting to go winless in the entire tournament. Yet they wrestled like it was the most important thing in the fucking world. I love it. Absolutely great stuff.
1: Yeah. And like a side, Chelsea, how you doing? Welcome back. Where you been? Um, here's the thing about Mark Briscoe, just a side note here. I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's happened before or not, but I don't think anyone should ever, 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 ever kick out of Jay Driller. That needs to be an absolutely protected move. I mean, that could be in honor of you know Jay Briscoe and everything else, but it it'd be an amazing story that ever since Mark started using Jay Driller. He's always come out with a W. No one's ever kicked out of it. You know, I, I really hope that they go with something like that. I don't want to see. I mean, first off, no one should be kicking out of finishers, but who are we kidding? It's going to happen. I would love to see the Jay Driller protected going forward. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I understand the reasoning for that. Yeah, but this match, man, it's match with no meaning coming in. And they painted it as that that, you know, these guys are both losers and everything else it still felt like it had meaning because no one wants to leave the tournament with a goose egg, Yeah, you know, but they, it seems like they already started painting that picture of Jay lethal, you know, coming up short. So I already had Mark, you know, penciled in to win this match and that's how it played out. So now I can't wait to see what kind of rebrand or redemption or what kind of change we get for Jay lethal in 2024. That's what I'm looking forward to already just from this tournament. Yeah. Good stuff.
0: We got a vignette on Wardlow, who said the clock is ticking, and soon the world will see him broken. Max, the payment for your sins cannot be delayed any longer, and I will be the one to bring the devil to his knees. A lot of big words there, man. A lot, lots of big words. A lot of big words. What are you going to do to back them up? I don't know. Do we get Wardlow at world's end, a part of this entire angle? Who knows? We're certainly making assumptions to it. He's doing is, the work of the devil.
1: Is he the devil? It, it, would, it, it makes sense for Wardlow to be the devil. The part that wouldn't make sense is how does Wardlow have a whole... Small village full of minions following him around.
0: You know, my question is, why hasn't MJF confronted Wardlow about this, uh, these vignettes? You know, a lot of talk here. Like, what's going on there,
1: big guy? You know? MJF is fucking, he's fucking busy, man. He has a shit ton on his plate. He does not have time to be chasing down Wardlow. And Wardlow's made himself conspicuously absent. Yeah. He's not even at the venue. Could be. I don't know. I mean, they they did they did have a, a small little confrontation, but basically Max does he's he's not thinking about Wardlow right now, which is great. Yeah, which is great because when it's time for Wardlow to get to get that chance, let him strike out of fucking nowhere. Like you're busy thinking about Joe and Cole and Roddy and everybody else. I fucking, you should have been thinking about me. So, I'm okay with it. Samoa Joe, he was out there for a promo
0: promo time with Samoa Joe. Never a bad thing. He said, even though Roderick Strong isn't the brightest bulb on the Christmas tree, he might have a point. He said, for some odd reason, Hangman Adam Page was a victim. He said, it seems every time the devil attacks somebody, they see footage of the attack, while MJF, when he was attacked, all they saw is him lying down gingerly. He called MJF to the ring because he has a few questions for the champ. So MJF came out. And asked if Joe is accusing him of being the man behind the mask. Joe says, yes, I am. MJF said he recalls Joe saying he was going to protect him leading into their match for the AW World title at World's End. He imitated Joe saying, MJF, you are my property. He says it's become clear that he cares too much about his property as he does his diet. He told Oklahoma that he has some accusations of his own. He said the goons... Didn't lay a finger on him when they surrounded the ring. He says he doesn't like Joe, and now he doesn't trust Joe. He asks, why is he waiting until December 30th at that world's end when he can end his world right now? MJF then shoved Joe, and then Joe had that look in his eyes where he just wanted to beat the shit out of Max right there. So all of a sudden, after that, we got the fucking Foot Clan, or uh, the Power Ranger Putties out there. They charged to the ring. MJF and Joe fought them all off. There was, I don't know how many were there, Jesse, like a dozen of these guys. Just random black masked individuals. And yeah. they had they all had black hoodies on, generic hoodies.
1: Yeah. So it, it it looked like minions to the devil's minions. Yeah. Like like little little mini minions, dude. I don't know, like little thrall. I don't know what the hell was going on there, man. <laughs>
0: when they came,
1: when they came out, they took out all of these guys,
0: and then the lights went out. And then the devil mask briefly appeared on the screen. And the screen said, where can you go? Who will you trust next week? Will you accept a challenge for your Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships? Are you a hero, Max? MJF said he vowed to his best friend that he would defend those titles until he came back. Joe then yelled, we accept... He said next week they'll beat the devil's goons' asses, threw the mic down, and then marched up the ramp. That's basically it.
1: Simple, effective. Yep. It's good. Good stuff. Keeps the, keeps the ball rolling on the, the primary storyline in the whole company. You know, you, you can't have a storyline this big and have no progression and nothing to look forward to. We got things to look forward to. We've got people being eliminated from being the devil. You know, we got moving parts. But like I said, we do need a payoff for this. I'm I'm wholeheartedly expecting a payoff for this come the pay-per-view at the end of the year.
0: Yeah, Uh, there there needs
1: to be a reveal at
0: the pay-per-view. They cannot wait till Dynamite or Collision. It needs to be at the pay-per-view. Yeah. So we go from that to Renee Paquette. She interviewed Orange Cassidy, Trent Barretta, and Chris Statlander, along with Rocky Romero. Renee said Chuck Taylor is out with an injury right now. Add his name to the list. Another hospital bill for TK. Romero says he wants gold.
1: Everybody wants gold here. What the fuck have they done to get gold? Or deserve gold? I don't get it. At least he, at least he wants it. I mean, at least he's striving to get it.
0: Cassidy says he gets it, and he'll see him on Friday on Rampage. Rocky reacted that is not what he was looking for. Shivani said he thinks Rocky deserves a title shot, but he didn't seem to be actually asking for one. I don't know why Why Rocky deserves a title shot. I don't really understand it, but whatever.
1: This has to be one of the most laziest roundabout ways to come up to a match I've ever seen.
0: We're, we're just, we're, we're really throwing fucking gum at the wall and seeing where it sticks, <laughs> just, right? <laughs> TK? Huh? I mean... I mean, Rampage is just whatever, man. It's a, it's a fucking uh, match simulator. That's basically what it is.
1: I mean, it uh, there's nothing wrong with... Romero versus Orange, okay? But he could have came up with something. Maybe some animosity within. You know, a little jealousy from Rocky, maybe. You know, a little something over the last few weeks to make it look like, you know, something's not right in paradise there. And all of a sudden, we get to the match. Something. They they literally get to a promo. Rocky starts talking and Orange said, okay. And then they walked away. That is your build to a title match. Lazy.
0: It sucks. Doesn't make me want to go out and watch Rampage. I'll tell you that right now. No. Oh, but it's it's about good wrestling, man. I'm sorry. Wait. If it doesn't have any meaning, what the fuck are you asking me to watch it for? Who gives a shit? I mean, how many times have we seen Orange Cassidy
1: wrestle in great matches? I got to watch that match. Yep. <laughs> It'll be a great match that no one will care about 30 seconds after it's over. Timeless
0: Tony Storm. She came out and joined commentary with Luther by her side ahead of the Riho and Soraya match. So Tony Storm, she was going back and forth with Taz and calls Taz her favorite landlord as he's the human duplex machine, she says. I liked it. It was funny. Storm said, Riho is missing her pipe as you as she usually has as she's questioned if she she had a wrestle or unclog a sink, something that could be handy for the human duplex
1: machine. We should just get Tony Storm her own comedy, her own sitcom. did you remember remember Riho on social media months back when she had her pipe took a picture of her pipe and posted it. And mm-hmm. in the caption, she said something along the lines of what do you want me to do with this? Or what should I do with this? And she's holding the pipe. And my God, just the translation did not go well with her holding the pipe, asking something along the lines of, what do you want me to do with this? Like a little small Asian lady. I'm like, oh my God, dude. The comments were like all triple X, bro. All triple X. <laughs>
0: Well, Riho here against Soraya, um, again, like Jesse said earlier, and I'm going to reiterate here because I feel the same way. I mean, who who fucking cares? Who cares? Who, legitimately, who cares? So, yeah. you know, this is what I was going back and forth with on social media. I put out on, on X tonight. I'm like, you know, and, and I, I don't want to bring Mercedes into this, into this discussion here, but I'm going to because this is a blatant and obvious fucking problem that continues to go— Uh, Without a fix here on, on AEW television. You know, there's a rumor going around that Mercedes, I'll talk about this in the extra tomorrow, that Mercedes is going to be commanding or is already commanding the same type of money that Charlotte Flair apparently has received from WWE. Apparently, Charlotte signed the biggest, most lucrative contract in women's wrestling history. Now, Drew yesterday on TNT said, not only in women's wrestling history, it's one of the most lucrative contracts in WWE history. Okay, fine. Mercedes wants that money. In my honest opinion, Mercedes is one of the best female performers ever. Give her what she wants. That's one of the reasons why they saw her walk out of the company when Vince McMahon was there. They didn't want to pay her because they thought she peaked, which is just ludicrous to even think about it. 30 years old. I mean, give me a fucking break. So the reason why I bring up Mercedes is because we all thought, Jesse, that Mercedes might be joining AEW. It was a rampant discussion. She was out all in. There was a handshake or, or a verbal agreement there. Otherwise, Tony Khan wouldn't have put her on television twice at their biggest show ever. So, yes, she was about to come in. Then there was a rumor as of this week that AEW may have dropped the ball with Mercedes and that Mercedes is now headed back to WWE, possibly in the Royal Rumble and being featured in the Damage Control storyline with Bailey. Fine. So I said on social media today... If Tony Khan did really fumble the bag with Mercedes, you could see why, because Riho and Soraya, what is there to really lure Mercedes with here into AEW by this match happening on TV? Look at this story. There is none. Mercedes is going to make bank no matter where she goes. Tony has the the money and the funds to pay Mercedes what she wants. It's all about creative. That woman is not about coming in and just fucking being lazy or just wrestling she wants to make a a, a legendary career happen right before everybody's eyes she wants something substantial this is not substantial so if you lost mercedes and the rumors are true you have nobody to blame but yourself because this shit is the drizzling shits right here why are they feuding jesse why is reho and soraya feuding can you give me a reason does anybody know anybody got an explanation no right Jesse's blowing bubbles over there we don't know no fucking no clue, clue. so None. I I had people tell me well, well it's it's, it's Riho was taken out by the outcasts okay she was taken out by the outcasts well what exactly what exactly was the injury diagnosis? What exactly put her on the shelf? How long has she been out, Jesse? What, five months, six months? I'm going to look at Tony's favorite website, man, cagematch.net. We're going to look up, we're going to look up, <laughs> we're going to look up Riho and when she last wrestled, man. I'm going to oh, type in it right God, now. Let's dude, see. Let's no. see. No, not Rico. Riho. Yeah. Rico? Riho.
1: Let's see. Riho. Let, let me ask you something, man. If Charlotte is making all of this money, whatever she's making can anybody explain to me and and this is this is nothing biased against charlotte and as a matter of fact jd can attest i have no problem with charlotte and her in ring work she, she's just over fucking produced and overbooked and all the other shit but why does charlotte stand to make more money than becky lynch than bailey than sasha banks well, uh I don't know, man. Maybe they're
0: going for that uh maybe they I don't know what type of hardware they're uh, they're providing Charlotte or what type of uh you know, motherboard that they put in uh in, in there as far as installation goes. I mean, maybe it's too expensive, man. I, mean, I don't know. I don't
1: understand how she stands out from the horse women as being the one to make a uh, If you ask me, all 3 of these women should be getting paid the same. I don't care how high or low it is. If if, if they're worth an astronomical amount, pay them because they're fucking good. But why is Charlotte worth more than Becky?
0: I, I mean, I, I, that, that's a very good point. That's a very good point. Like, <laughs> Becky's a free agent next year. If Charlotte's making that type of money, what the fuck you think Becky's going to be asking for?
1: Right. I mean, I better be getting literally the fucking same thing or I have no problem. Charlotte's fucking, the I mean, most boring of all the four horse women. I, I just don't... Un- I'm not even going to say she's not worth the money, bro. I understand how much work that she puts into it. I understand how good she is in the ring. So if they want to pay her the the fucking farm, give it to her, man. She works her ass off and she's been doing it for a long fucking time. But why is she worth more than Becky? And why is Sasha worth nothing to them, apparently? You want Mercedes? You got to pay
0: out. You got to pay. So Tony Khan, realistically, can get back into the game if he wants to bring Mercedes in. He's just got to get off his ass and write better women's storylines.
1: Is Paul
0: Paul Levesque going to pay up? Is he going to be able to afford Charlotte and then Becky and then Mercedes? I mean, come on now, man. Dude,
1: if I'm Becky Lynch and I'm hearing about this historic deal that Charlotte got and my contract is up, I'm not taking a penny less than what Charlotte got. Absolutely not. I'm not a penny less. Absolutely not. Ridiculous. WWE may have fucking shot themselves in the foot there. Anyway, and and, and my Mercedes, if you want me back, I am also not taking a penny less than what Charlotte makes. And when Bailey's deal is up. I am also not taking a penny less than what Charlotte makes.
0: Yeah, what a what a great what a great way to lure Mercedes back to the WWE. <laughs> right? She already had fucking feelings of being second place to Charlotte throughout her entire run there. Now she's coming back and Charlotte's making astronomical amounts of money and then you're not going to pay Mercedes the same that Charlotte's making? She's she'll be walking in as second place again. Yep. Come on, man. You can't do that.
1: You can't, dude. If Charlotte is worth that much to you, I understand it, but look, dude, there is no Charlotte without Becky and without Sasha. So, and and, and Bailey. So, what the fuck? I don't know. Getting back to Riho, though, listen to this. All the
0: geeks out there. Well, well, Riho was she she was put out by by the Outcasts. <laughs> right? Look, look. Here's the outcast. Uh, April twelfth, two thousand and twenty-three. The Outcasts, Ruby Soho and Tony Storm, defeated Riho. And Sky Blue on AEW Dynamite. Ruby Soho and Tony Storm were part of the Outcasts then. Then you start to see them kind of, uh, uh, I guess, lose and they break up. Riho, she's then back in June on the 14th on AEW Dark. Abaddon, Monkey Ito, <laughs> and Riho against Emmy Sakura, Marina Shafir, and then Nyla Rose. And then she comes back on December 13th, 2023, which was just last week, and defeats Ruby Soho on Dynamite. So from June to December, she's off TV, and we're putting her in a championship match at World's End against Tony Storm.
1: Oh, man. Because there is nothing else going on but the title. There's no other story. They they made no storyline for her. They didn't they they put forth no effort to get her over and get anyone interested in seeing her ride for that title. They just brought her back and put her on TV and didn't want to wonder why no one cares.
0: So she beats Soraya tonight in a number one contender's match. There's the reason why the match happened. Why number one contender. Contenders? What did she do? What did she why? What did she do to win, to get a number one contendership to Tony Storm? What did she do? What is the appeal of Riho? Can someone please fill me in? And
1: I mean, we're live, and I know people watch us, so I'm not going there. I'm just, I'm just simple question. I'm not going there, bruh.
0: The reason why I ask this, your last pay per view of the year, right? Don't you think Soraya and Tony Storm is a is a better match on paper and fits the bill? And fucking Riho? What's Riho? What's Riho and Tony Storm?
1: No reaction. No. Dude, I don't don't care. I don't care. Tony Storm, killing it. I'm loving what she's doing right now. I would love to see her in the ring with a baby face who's over. Who the crowd wants to see beat Tony Storm. Instead, we got Riho. No one cares.
0: All the talent they got in that division and Riho, one women's segment. That's it. That's all you're worth. Riho gets the victory there. And she, or uh, yeah, she gets the victory over Soraya and she gets the match against Tony Storm at the pay per view. Uh, Luther carried Storm to the ring from the commentary table. Storm used opera glasses to see Riho, who blasted her with forearms and then the Tiger faint kick. Storm begged off and Mariah May appeared from behind and clocked Riho with the women's title as Luther carried Storm away with Storm being unaware of who May was despite being with her for the last four weeks. She didn't know who Mariah May was. She looked at Mariah
1: May like, who the fuck are you? Who, do you, who are you? Where did you come from? Wasn't she in her, in her dressing room? Yeah. She was in that dressing room once. Okay, I don't know. All right, what's the next segment, man? I Look, the, the, the women. I mean, it, I don't know. I don't know, man. No one cares about writing for the women. They don't. They no. just put them in magic. When no, Riho's done, when Riho is done losing to Tony Storm, they're gonna just gonna throw Sheeta back in. Watch, and then Sheeta will be in there to lose to Tony Storm.
0: You know, I understand they're probably waiting for Jamie Hader to get back. I get it. But. You can't lay all your fucking cookies in one basket, man. Jesus fucking Christ, man. What what a way. Wh- and then you got people telling me, oh, well, Julia and, and Sky Blue on collision. I watched. I watched it. I don't see where the story is. What's the story there? Abaddon and Julia Hart have been staring at each other for three fucking weeks without a goddamn word being said. Where's the story? Yeah.
1: yeah. Am I, I, I supposed I, to
0: come up with my own fucking dialogue for them staring at each other for three weeks? And then Thunder Rosa comes back. I'm grateful she's back. I'm grateful yeah. that she's finally back on TV, and they're putting her back on TV in San Antonio. But that is how you reintroduce Thunder Rosa
1: with Abaddon and Julia Hart, where there's no story. You know, I, I I did suggest that we get Julia Hart out there, to, you know, to you know, be androgynous and and just scope the women out and stare them down. I didn't mean that that be the only thing that they did. And I saw we did get we so we so we we did get Sky Blue and Julia Hart teaming up. So they're together now after Sky Blue rejected Julia Hart. Now they're working together.
0: How many how many weeks did we take away from that to uh Move on to this Julia Abaddon thing. Now we're coming back to it. Do we have a reason why Skyblue all of a sudden joined Julia Hart? Was there an explanation there? Was there dialogue thrown in there to explain to me how and why she made that decision? Or maybe I'll just ask chat GB- GPT. Maybe they'll come Shit. up with a fucking explanation for me. Look. Seemingly, that's what Tony Khan's doing to write these fucking shows. Yeah.
1: Yeah, look, I get it. People are saying, oh, look, they had this great match on this and this great match on that. I have never questioned the ability of the women in that division. All right? All in all, at the end of the day, collectively, the women can go, but you're not giving them anything of interest to work with as far as storylines go. Not even the champions. Not even the champions, bro. Tony Storm's out there doing her thing. She's doing she, with her gimmick. But as far as being the women's champion, there's no story behind that title. Julia Hart. My hope they don't drop the ball on her like they did with Stat Statlander's title reign was god awful. They're not giving these women anything to work with, man. Is Julia is is Julia still in the house of black?
0: I assume so, yeah. right? Uh, so yeah,
1: I mean, uh, is she sure. is she
0: starting her own stable here? Is Sky it, Blue in the house or is Sky Blue still is, is
1: Sky Blue's name still Sky Blue or is she Sky Black now? Sky Black now. I, they mentioned that. I don't we don't know. I guess we'll find out at some point. But for right now, we just know that the woman that turned on Julia is now siding with Julia and no real explanation as to why.
0: And Thunder Rose is
1: there. Thunder everybody will look past
0: because Thunder Rose is back.
1: Thunder Rose is back. In San Antonio next week. I don't know. Look, Whatever. I'll take I'll take Donna Rosa back. That's fine. That's great. It seems to me she should be looking for some unfinished business as well. Why is Britt Baker off TV exactly? Now look, now look. Before I get before I get to that, like I just said earlier, I'm okay with people getting a hiatus and getting time off, for, you know, for healing stuff like that. But we do need an explanation. But, uh, Britt Baker is not on TV. Why? No. Why?
0: Because she's doing she's
1: doing the devil's work. That's why. Kayfabe me. If the reason if if she's just if she's fine and she has to catch up on personal business, she is a damn dentist. Her her fucking boyfriend is laid up injured. Maybe she has a lot going on and needs to be at home to help take care of things. That's understandable. But you got a kayfabe off a TV.
0: Listen. I'm I'm done complaining about uh, the women. It's never going to work. It's never going to change. Nothing will be fixed. You know, it's like, uh, you know, I constantly complain. Jesse complains every week. You know, we want better. We want things to make sense. This is constructive criticism. This is not two guys hating. But if you guys can come up with uh, a fucking reason as to why we are feeling this way and maybe change our minds, I'd love to hear your stories, honestly. But I'm going to step away because I gotta refill my cold beverage. I'm gonna leave you guys with Magic Mind. Tonight's show is sponsored by my great friends over at Magic Mind. Guys, I got a confession to make. I am a huge coffee connoisseur. I am, I love coffee, I love a good cup of coffee. It's my kryptonite, actually. But I've come to realize that caffeine doesn't actually give you energy. It blocks the adenosine neuroreceptors in your brain and the neuroreceptors that tell you that you're tired. When the receptors unblock, one to three hours later, you experience what they call caffeine crash. Now the matcha in Magic Mind prevents the full blocking of receptors, giving you sustainable energy without a crash. I have looked for alternatives for a very long time, man. And Magic Mind fell into my lap and it was basically love at first sight. I love this little green bottle. I drink it in the morning. I drink it before I go live to give you guys the best podcast in the entire wrestling community. I drink it before I go to the gym to give me that little extra boost I need when I'm doing my workouts. This little green bottle has helped me fix and improve in several areas of my life. No more procrastination. I'm more focused. I get more done during the day without that midday nap or that midday crashing. No more anxiety. I cut back on the coffee. Now back down to normal levels. These are the benefits that I've noticed by using Magic Mind for almost a month. And clearly you see that I love it. Half of this box, this is my second box, is already gone. If you're like me, I would totally recommend Magic Mind. Go to magicmind.com slash JDFromNY and join a community of go-getters. You can also use my discount code JDNY to get up to 56% off. Your first subscription or 20% off your first one time purchase. That's 56% off. And if you guys want to try Magic Mind, you can now find it in all Sprouts farmers market stores across the country. If you have a Sprout store nearby, get down there and grab yourself a couple of bottles of Magic Mind to try out. Once again, that's magicmind.com slash JD from NY. Use that promo code. JDNY to save up to 56% off your first subscription or 20% off your first one-time purchase. We are more focused right here on Off The Script, thanks to my sponsors tonight from Magic Mind. Of course, while the beautiful advertisement for Magic Mind was playing, we got a, a nice comment. Oh, where's Jesse? Oh my God, where's Jesse, man? Where's he at? Let me see. What happened? You disappeared off my screen. Oh boy. There you go, man. Sorry about that. Jesse was angry at this guy's comment. Listen to this guy, Jesse. He says, Always hate Mr. Tennessee Living, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Tennessee Living. He says, Always hating AEWs going back to their roots. Wins and losses matter. We don't need a ton of story. Really, now we don't need story, man. Wow. What a fuck! What what a great what a great comment! But we don't need story. What am I supposed to come up with a fucking story myself?
1: I'm not think, being paid
0: to write for TK.
1: I don't think that guy knows how pro wrestling works. Story,
0: the basis and the foundation of everything. How many times do I tell you guys? Why is it happening? If you don't give me the why, I don't give a shit. Ridiculous. You guys are fucking crazy, man. Get him out. Mr. Tennessee, you leave it and Get him out. Get him out of the fucking chat. <laughs> fucking pissing me off. We don't need story.
1: Ridiculous. Tennessee Lee. He's probably happy to see Jeff Jarrett back. Tony Schiavone. Not been on TV, by the way. It's fantastic.
0: Well, I mean, Jay Lethal's in the tournament. Well, Where is he going to fit on TV? I
1: don't know. Don't give them any ideas.
0: Tony Schiavone's on stage. He has a prepared statement. From the TNT champion, Christian Cage. Christian threatened to knock the yellow off of Shivani's teeth if he didn't read the entire note the way that it's supposed to be read. He told fans to sit down and shut up. He wasn't even there in the note. He says, sit down and shut up while I talk. Says he took his prodigy Nick Wayne on vacation. Says he will make his triumphant return live on Collision and he'll address Adam Copeland's challenge. He says he is expected to get a hero's welcome. Yeah. Even when Christian's not there, it's great television. Great promo. <laughs> not even there. Unbelievable. Excalibur. He began plugging collision and all of a sudden they cut away to MJF having an argument with Samoa Joe backstage. MJF walked away from Joe. He looked down and saw black mask outside the mogul embassy's locker room. MJF knocked on the door and Prince Nana answered the door. MJF shoved him against the wall. Swerve then walked out and told him not to handle his property like that. He says he feels that MJF has been ducking him. So we got these two guys face-to-face for the first time in AEW. Why? I don't know, but I'm here for it. MJF said he and Swerve used to take long car rides together on the indie scene, and now they're two of AEW's top stars. He says he hasn't been ducking him, but... There are levels to this shit, and Swerve isn't on his. MJF says he doesn't hear Swerve's entrance theme, which means his star power is absent. Ooh. Ooh, shots fired. Swerve said MJF was the best chauffeur he's ever had. Swerve told him to be careful how he talks to him. He referred to hanging Adam Page in front of 13,000 people. I could do the same thing to you. MJF says he's getting so good at talking. Wow, man, I'm proud of you. He says he's obsessed with Hangman, though. I'm the world champion, kid. So you think I need to check my tone and watch my mouth? No, you need to do that yourself. MJF said Swerve hates Hangman, so it would make sense that he tried to frame Hangman to get inside his head and have his goons attack him. And then MJF says, Swerve, are you the devil? MJF told Swerve, if this is his house, then I'm the big bad wolf who will blow it all down. He says he'll also break both his arms so he can also swerve while he drives. Swerve swerve, swerve says, I'm going to bring you to hell. All of a sudden, the door opened. Nana and the mogul embassy were standing there behind Swerve. Joe showed up and says, are we all right here, gentlemen? We have business elsewhere. Joe led MJF away as Swerve stared down Samoa Joe. Man, we're getting a lot of teases here with MJF. Now, I mentioned before that I predict MJF to lose the championship to Samoa Joe in the main event of World's End on Long Island. Could we potentially be looking at the next couple of opponents lined up for MJF if he retains the championship? Is MJF going against Hangman? Are we going to get MJF a swerve at some point in 2024? Or are we looking at potentially Samoa Joe and Swerve for the world championship. I don't know. It's a lot of, uh, a lot of interesting options here presented in front of us.
1: Yeah. Max has no shortage of opponents, you know, which is a beautiful thing. You know, even if we can't get to them, you know, before he drops it or whatever the case may be, it doesn't mean they can't be revisited down the road. So, um, I like that there's so many moving parts when it comes to the world title. So many people want it. So many people want a piece of MJF for personal reasons. Like, Max can't keep his fucking head on straight. Not only that, he's, he's bruised. He's beat up. He's tired. He's putting the company on his back. Everything. This has to be easily the most unpredictable MJF match since he won that title. I mean, he he could easily lose this title, you know, coming up and no one would blink an eye as to why. No one would blink an eye as to be, you know, being to Joe. So, this is a fantastic scenario going into your main event, your next pay-per-view. Yeah. Um what happens after that? I don't know. I think that really depends on if Max loses, how Max loses, and the plans going forward. If the plans are for him to stay on TV, or taking a hiatus? Or we got to throw it out there? Or resign? Do they get into the bidding war of 2024? Is that, a, is that an actual storyline we're going to get into while he, while Joe is champion? Maybe he transitions over to this bidding war issue. It's interesting. I can't wait to see what happens after the pay-per-view. Yeah, a lot of
0: interesting options. And they, uh, they there was a big tease there for Swerve and MJF in 2024. So... Uh... I'm all for that, and that should be a tremendous match when that definitely does happen. Roderick Strong, he went one-on-one with Commander. Maybe we'll get uh, Mr. Tennessee living to give us a fucking reason why this match happened. I don't know why this match happened, so quite honestly, I don't really give a shit about what happened here. But Roddy got a win, and Roddy's over. If he's in the Devil Storyline, Roddy is showing everybody That he is a major player here, man. He's getting over. The shtick is getting over where he yells everybody's first name. Um, You know how the kingdom's going to be involved in this thing? I don't know. Maybe they're the two guys next week that challenge Joe and MJF for the Ring of Honor Tag Team titles. They're the only two that make sense there. Lots of interesting stuff, even with Roddy here. But this match, it didn't really mean much. If anything, this was
1: basically to get Roddy a win after he lost to Paige last week, and goodbye. And and that's what Tennessee lead... Probably didn't even get himself, man. He's like, he don't know why it's happening. Yeah. That's why it's happening. Because Roddy needs to be put back on the in the win column after taking yeah. the L to, you know, a, a, a certified main eventer. So it's not a not a big issue that he lost. But yeah, you got to get him a W. You got to get him back out there. So they picked Commander.
0: Yeah, Tony went to, uh, he went shopping at Rentalucha. There you go. Commander
1: was the one selected tonight. Love Roddy, though. Uh, everything about Roddy right now, I'm loving it, man. So uh, we went to a commercial
0: break, picture in picture. Uh, Strong was in control. Commander was uh, on the defense here. He battled back, countered a backbreaker into a head scissors. He went to uh, do a big wheel kick. Commander ducked multiple shots and delivered a Superman forearm until a springboard crossbody got him a two count. He's on the ropes. Commander swept Strong's legs out from underneath him, went up top, connected with a big Phoenix splash for two. Commander went to walk the rope for a shooting star, but Taven and Bennett pulled Roddy to the floor. Commander then carried, delivered a massive moonsault onto the kingdom and Roddy on the outside, landing on his feet. This is where Strong hit a pumped knee on Commander in midair. Uh, this led to the end of heartache, which gave Roddy the win.
1: Goodbye. You see that, though? He didn't flip him on his back. He flipped him all the way around to his fucking stomach, man. Yeah, to a lung blower. That was fucking awesome. Roddy is so good, man. Post match,
0: Roddy cut a promo with Renee. He's yelling Renee's name in the ring. Renee, asks, Renee, Samoa, Samoa. That's why they're putting. Uh, by the way, they were handing out MJF is the devil signs to everybody in the front row. Renee asks, "Well, why are we? Why are we handing out these signs?" Strong told, Samoa, uh, Strong told Samoa Joe that it's so obvious now that MJF's the devil. Strong was upset when Renee suggested that if Joe was going to heed his advice, he'd have done it by now. Strong said that Joe is his best friend by proxy. No new information there. It's basically what he's been saying for the last couple of weeks. Yeah. We got a clip airing on sky black, sky blue, blue balls. Yeah. turned on Abaddon and joined Julia followed by Thunder Rosa coming back to aid Abaddon, man. Oh, man. Excalibur said these two pairs will face off on Collision Saturday. Also, Brian Cage versus Keith Lee. Christian answers Adam Copeland's question. The acclaimed face action Andretti in top flight for the trio championships. Claudio versus Danielson. Brody King versus Danny Garcia and Andrade versus Eddie. what is this? A fucking pay-per-view? It's a two-hour fucking show.
1: Out of out of all of the shit that Thunder Rosa has sat there on Spanish commentary and watched from the women's division, why was the beatdown on Abaddon the straw? Why was that, like, I I can't take this anymore. I don't know. I, you, I have to go out there and save Abaddon. I don't
0: know. I don't know. You'd think that they would give us an explanation before we get this match happening.
1: Like, what? Why does she give a shit? How many beatdowns has she sat there and just called and not gave a shit about? But for Abaddon, that, that's it. I can't. No. I gotta go out and save her. But why? I don't know. Glad
0: she's back, though. So fucking stupid. It's a waste of time. Ah, uh, yeah. Thunder are back on television is great, though. I yep. missed her.
1: Very much needed, so please do something important with her. I mean, maybe I don't
0: know. Maybe maybe they 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 wanted to put her against Tony, but you know, obviously Tony Khan can't beat Tony Storm. So, what well, good would that match make
1: right now? Build to it. Do something. Do something. Maybe she. So she's in the ring with Julia Hart. Maybe Julia Hart's her first title opportunity. I don't. I don't know. Or maybe
0: Abaddon turns on Thunder Rosa, and we get all three of these spooky
1: ladies joining together. We just had two turns already with the four women in this ring, and both of them involve Sky Blue. So another turn is going to be overkill. I don't know what they're fucking doing, but I hope they do. Abaddon, she's the zombie. <laughs> Give
0: me a fucking break. Ridiculous. Jay White, she went one on. Uh, he went one-on-one. On one. Against John Moxley, I'm not talking about Abaddon anymore. Jay White versus John Moxley. This is the Continental Classic Final Gold League match to determine it all. What are we gonna get next week? We're we gonna get Moxley versus Swerve one-on-one rematch. Or are we gonna get a triple threat match? I think the answer was pretty clear about what Tony Khan was going to do here. And we got a little bit of an overrun. Tony Khan's getting a little uh, a little overrun happy lately. Last couple of weeks. So we got a picture and picture break. Uh, by the way, Jim Ross was back, and Jim Ross was on commentary for this thing. Nice to hear, Jr. Yes. They fought at ringside. They uh, they went outside, and White kind of reverse whipped Moxley into the ring steps, and then um, Mox took over at ringside, dragged Jay White up the ramp. They go to a picture and picture break, and this match was really hard hitting here. These guys have a little bit of a history uh, dating back to New Japan. So we go to the picture-in-picture, and we got a forearm exchange. And they are battling in the middle of the ring. White went after the knee, took control. Forearm exchange. White crashed outside again. Moxley went out after him and up the ramp. Jay White wanted a pile driver, but Moxley hit a back body drop. And back inside, Moxley hit a punch. And then he started biting Jay White in the forehead. He missed a big charging boot in the corner. He got hung up. Jay White shot blocked his leg, which was basically the story of this match here. And Moxley was sent into the barricade on the outside, and we go into commercial break. So we will pick it up after the commercial break. Jay White had a Moodle lock applied, and as the submission was being released, Jay White kept Moxley grounded with some shots to the back of the neck. Moxley fights back. He starts to rake the back of Jay White and starts to bite the face again. He hit a suplex clothesline over the top, send Jay White out to the floor. Moxley connected on a dive and then reaches for his knee because he, he injured the knee quote unquote on the dive to the outside. This allowed Jay White to recover and drop Moxley's knee onto the ring steps, which looked bad. White then, uh, was frantically looking for a steel chair at this point. He was going to use it, but Bryce Remsburg put a stop to it. This was all a ploy here. He threw it into the ring. He made Bryce go get the steel chair. Bryce had his back turned, and Jay White used another chair that he that he pulled out from underneath the ring to take out Moxley's legs. So smart move by Jay White, by any means necessary. Jay White wanted the count out. Moxley barely broke the count, got in at a nine and a half. Moxley slid right into a blood runner attempt. Moxley spun out into a paradigm shift. Nailed it for a near fall. Both men get to their feet. White blocked a big boot with a knee breaker. Dragon screw attacking the leg again. Moxley answered with a roll up into a regal knee strike. White kicked out. So both guys are throwing some bombs here. Moxley fired off with a cutter. Jay White answered with a sleeper suplex into a Urinage for two. Another sleeper suplex. Moxley came right back up and exploded to his feet with a lariat. No sold it. Moxley spun out of a Blade Runner and hit Jay White with a Rainmaker like lariat, followed with the curb stomp. Jay White spun out of a Death Rider and then hit the Blade Runner out of nowhere at the 15 minute mark after Justin Roberts made the announcement that there was only five minutes left. He gets the clean victory. Over John Moxley, and he wins twelve points each now from Moxley, Swerve, and Jay White, as we go into next week with a triple threat match looming to determine who wins the Gold League. Now, I I, I don't hear all the people telling me that Jay White's buried. He he just beat the the one guy that that Tony Khan keeps unbeatable in the company. So uh, I I'd love for those uh, conversations to die. Oh well, Jay White is buried. Where? Jay White is buried. He just beat the biggest fucking baby face
1: in Tony Khan's eyes here. You know where Jay White is buried? He's buried in the main event. Jay White's been in the main event seemingly almost every week of Dynamite, man. Yeah. The guy's at the top of the damn card. I mean, he's done everything that he could possibly do to tell you he's a main event. He put the world title physically around his waist for weeks. The guy's in the main event. The guy's beating top guys. The guy's putting on fantastic matches. Jay White is here to be world champion, and he will be world champion one day in AEW.
0: He will. Now, the thing with this is we got a triple threat match. Not that I'm complaining about the triple threat match. I think it's going to be a fantastic match. You know, we didn't really go into this expecting, well, three guys are going to be tied at the end of this thing, and we're going to triple threat match. You know, I think it would have been a great story in itself to have Swerve and Moxley have a rematch with Swerve getting his victory, which we could still realistically get next week with Swerve pinning Moxley to get his win back. I think Jay White is there because I think they think highly of Jay White. They didn't want to leave him out. They wanted to give him a spot in the, in the semifinals here to really show you that they are big on Jay White. But is Swerve going to pin Moxley, Jesse, next week? Is he going to get his win back? Do you see Moxley losing two weeks in a row here? On AEW Dynamite, or is Jay White just there to simply take the the pinfall and, and swerve goes on to the finals?
1: So I think Moxley loses. That's why they that's why they you know put that injury uh, angle front and center tonight
0: to protect him.
1: Yeah, make sure he's protected. Yeah. So um, it's not gonna be Moxley. Um, whether or not he eats the pin, I don't know. But that's another thing too, man. John Moxley does not lay down for just anybody. No. So, if John Moxley is putting someone over, it's because the guy is a star and the guy is someone and the guy is not buried. Okay? So, John Moxley is a made man and a win over John Moxley for Jay White means the world. So, this was this was great business right here. Yeah. Um as far as next week, I don't know. Um I don't think you have to beat him twice. Plus, do you really want your winner to beat an injured man? So the injury just could explain why Moxley didn't win. So I think the um, the other one is going to be the loser. I think Moxley is the one to not eat a
0: Yeah, next week. It's going to be interesting. Uh, Moxley, Swerve, and Jay White ended up with 12 points. Roosh ended up with six. Mark Briscoe ended up with three. And Jay Lethal ended up with the donut, zero. So collision, we see Brian Danielson versus Claudio. Brody King versus Daniel Garcia. And Andrade El Idolo against Eddie Kingston. Those are the three Blue League matches left to determine the winner there. Andrade and Bryan have nine points. Brody, Eddie Kingston, and Claudio have six. And Daniel Garcia has zero. So it's going to be a very interesting situation also for the Blue League on Saturday night's collision. I think we're going to end up getting Brian Danielson in one of the matches. And I have a feeling Eddie Kingston is going to be in the finals, uh, uh, the semifinals rather. I think it's going to be Bryan and Kingston. That's just my prediction.
1: That'd be awesome.
0: Yeah. Uh, so if Eddie Kingston wins, Eddie Kingston would have to beat Andrade. Andrade would be with nine. Eddie Kingston would be with nine. I think Kingston would go to Russell Danielson because he would have a win over Andrade. So that's my yeah. prediction there. I, I think yeah. it's going to be Brian and Eddie Kingston because Eddie Kingston is the champion right now. His title, his titles are on the line in this thing. So yes. I think he's going to have the opportunity to wrestle and then Brian's going to go on and uh, I, I guess in theory be the new champion uh, because he beat Kingston But he'll be wrestling for the Continental Classic uh, Final, Continental Championship, and and I think it's going to be against Swerve. And Swerve's going to win.
1: Yeah, I I think it's definitely important that we keep Eddie Kingston alive in the tournament um, as long as possible. um, Get him as far as possible to finish telling his story, his comeback story in this tournament. But, um, yeah, as far as you can take him. But, yeah, I don't see him in the finals, though.
0: Yeah. Uh, Brian and Eddie Kingston, the semifinals. I think Brian beats Claudio. I think Danny Garcia gets his three points. He gets his first victory, and he beats Brody King. And Andrade, he should be very happy with his performance in this tournament. He's at a banger tournament. If Tony Khan has Andrade for any amount of time, Andrade needs to be focused upon next year in 2024. I think yeah. he deserves it. He's earned it. He showed you. Let's start doing something with Andrade,
1: Okay. Do something quick. I'm hearing rumblings. He's trying to go back and join his wife.
0: Uh, I don't blame him.
1: Uh, the acclaimed and Daddy
0: Ass will defend the trio's titles against Top Flight and Action. Andrade, Julia Hart, and Sky Blue versus Thunder Rose and Abaddon. And Keith Lee takes on Brian Cage. I may or may not cover Collision being that it's the end of the Blue League on Saturday because I want to get as much content out as I can before the end of the year because there is not going to be a show on Monday because Raw does not have a Raw on Monday. It's a best-of show. And then uh, SmackDown, I do believe as well, as a best-of show. So that entire Christmas week is going to be a complete wash. Oh,
1: so I mean, the talent the week, the, the holiday off. Say again? You're giving the talent the
0: holiday off? Yes, it's a big Triple H thing. Good. Yeah. Jesus, dude. Yeah, they got the whole week off, except there's for been- that, except for that Madison Square Garden show on uh, the twenty sixth, I believe.
1: Yeah, there, there's there's no Impact shows. There's been no Impact shows, and there will be none until TNA relaunches. Oh, well, that's so- good. Yeah, they 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 give them the the end of the year off and I highly appreciate that, man. I, as much as I would love to have fresh content every damn week. These people are human beings and they you know, they work all year round. Let them at least spend the holidays with their fucking friends and family. So I yeah. appreciate that.
0: Man, thank you guys very much for joining us. Hopefully you uh got some decent discussion out of this uh this live show tonight. I know AEW's not really been the hottest it's been. It's just uh it just feels there. They got nothing to really uh, generate any buzz around but you know it's still gr- it's still good television they're good shows it's just uh, not oh my god I, I can't I can't bear to miss Dynamite you know it's like it hasn't felt uh, it hasn't felt that way in a, in a while but you know it's still quality television but hopefully you guys enjoyed the show tonight with Jesse and I we're gonna get into the super chats in just a second. Follow us on social media at JD from 206 at ChiTownSmart on X. I'm also on Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Please go and check out all the other content on the channel. There is more content coming tomorrow. Please hit that thumbs up. Let's try for, uh, it looks like we're not going to get 1,000, but let's try for 750 likes if we can get 750. And make sure you guys continue to get those super chats in, man. Merchandise announcement. We have OTS hoodies now available on bonfire.com. Go and click the shop underneath the the player that you're watching right now and click the link in the description. It'll take you right to the homepage. Off the script hoodies are now available exclusively on bonfire.com. And yeah, Magic Mind. Go check them out as well. Magicmind.com slash JD from NY. Use that promo code JDNY to save up to 56% off your first subscription. Believe me, it's worth it, and it's delicious. Michael Krause with the $2 Super Chat. What's up from Walla Walla? Hope you are well, my friend. Thank you, Michael. Michelle Moran with a $2 Super Chat. I feel like the devil reveal will be a big letdown. AEW cannot afford to have
1: it be a big letdown. That is the jaded wrestling fan. Yeah. I mean... Warranted, don't get me wrong, we've been let down in the past as wrestling fans, but we get just as good of a chance as being shocked and happy as we do as being let down. So we'll see. Eddie Hazard with 28 months. Thank you, brother. JD,
0: I will also be at the Orlando show next week, taking my parents to the first AEW show while I'm visiting them for Christmas. Hope to see you. I won't be attending the Dynamite show, man. I'll uh, I'll be in Orlando on Tuesday till Friday morning. I got some family stuff to take care of down there. Um, Beyond the Script with four ninety nine. What's up, JD and Jesse? The exchange between MJF and Swerve was gold. OTS for life. Hope the new car is treating you well, JD. It is in the garage. It's too cold outside, and uh, it probably won't see the light of day until the spring on a more regular basis.
1: Yes, you have not driven that car since you got it home, right?
0: Uh, no, but I've run it uh, every other day.
1: You're going to run it that often, bro. You're going to burn all the fucking gas. You started about once a week. Okay. Um, and yeah, don't take it out to all of the salt is rinsed off the fucking roads from the winter.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh Lord Jay Coyle with a two dollar super chat. Remember when Jay White was buried? Yeah. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I got blocked by uh Stephanie Chase over at Fifelselect.com because I called her out on Jay White being buried and buried. She didn't like that comment. Oh well. Oh well, you look like a complete idiot. Thank you uh nick williams with a 19 months thank you almost to the gold mike mjf swerve t's jingle bells that's going to be awesome in 2024 that is if mjf re-signs he is good to go man funny rob Bebe with seven months let's fucking go ots shout out my bros otis and jeremy at the aw dynamite show tonight also mjf and swerve 2024 omg Yeah, Jeremy had an OTS sign like he usually does, man. But uh, I I did not see it live on television. I don't know if you guys saw the OTS sign. Apparently, some people saw it when Moxie came out.
1: No, I missed it. Tommy Brannigan
0: with a 23 month. Hi, JD and Jesse. Can't believe that I'm one month away from the golden microphone. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year's, guys. OTS for life. Thank you, Tommy. Appreciate your uh, membership in the venue, man. Almost a VIP, 24 months. Jedi Chuck with $5 Super Chat. I love Home Alone, but Jim Carrey's How the Grinch Stole Christmas might be slightly better. I would not argue Jedi. Uh, also, uh, Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad, also one of my personal favorites.
1: Uh, no? No. My, 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 you know, you'd never guess my favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie because most people would say Terminator and everything else. Predator? No. no. Oh. Nope. Last action Twins? hero.
0: No. Last okay. action hero. Okay.
1: I like that one. I, I I know I know it's not a great movie. It's just one of those things. I, I like it. You know, it's for me, I, I I enjoy it. I like it a lot.
0: Uh LJ BK eighty two seven twenty nine months, super excited for my OTS hoodie. Just ordered today. Home alone is great, but we can't forget about Friday after next. OTX OTS for life. Thank you, LJ. That's a Christmas movie. Yeah, it is a Christmas
1: movie. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Okay. Enjoy that hoodie, brother. They look great. Uh, John Ten with six months. Thank you, brother. Delightful entertainment with one ninety nine. The devil is Jim Cornette. No. P.D. Shaw, the Meat Father, with thirty four months, getting closer to thirty six months. Great tourney. lots of great matches. Keep up the great work, guys. Ots for life. Thank you, P.D. Chelsea returns with 20 months. Did you all miss me? How's everyone? Happy holidays. JD, Jesse, Clucky. Christmas drinks. Let's get into it. Milestone unlocked. Yes. Clucky. I may introduce uh, the same guy, his brother, bro. I got his brother in the living room. My guy, Dr. Evil Genius, got me uh, something similar to what you got there. I'm going to name him.
1: I'm going to name him Cucky. Oh, no. Clucky does not like that. We have a feud going on now. Oh, my God. Oh, no. do take uh, Clucky's spotlight, bro. No, nobody's going to take Clucky's spotlight. No, no. Clucky is the man around. Oh, it's on now. It is on.
0: Uh, Jason Barker with $5. Did anyone else get blocked by at high fly low on that? I have no fucking idea who that is, and I don't really give a shit. It's probably just in some fucking geek engagement farming as usual because Elon's paying out on Twitter now.
1: Dude, I have not been on Twitter in a while. I had, I had to close that damn app, man.
0: Elon's paying out, and he's not even paying enough for me to go fucking order a Starbucks coffee, man. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Theme parks and things with Johnny. 14 months and a $5 super chat. Sky Blue situation started with Julia spitting the poison in Blue's face, and the poison has turned Sky to black is where it all started. Yes, we understand that. <laughs> yes, we know that, theme parks. Yes, LOL, wins and losses matter, but matches are predetermined. What a joke. Get that guy out. I want story. Yeah, so do I. We all want story. (laughs) Who is this guy in the chat that's spamming? Oh, my goodness. Uh, Uh, Jason Barker with a $5 super chat. Who wants to eat Ric Flair's woo wings? I don't. Bro, where do you find these people, man? I don't know. He has woo wings. I don't know. What does he got? He's got he's got male enhancement. He's got energy, and now he's got wings.
1: I don't know. I know about the energy drink. That's it. Weed, right? He's got CBD, doesn't he? He does. I don't. Yeah. not know about that either. Hey, yeah, he's got he's got weed. Yeah. I didn't know he had weed too. Listen, man, he's got to make his money somehow. I'm, I mean, it's fine. I, I just didn't know about it. I had no idea. I have not seen it in my local dispensaries.
0: Well, I don't. I don't go looking for places uh, like that in my neighborhood. So, uh, Will Chisholm with a five dollars super chat. What does your gut feeling say where Mercedes ends up? AEW, WWE, or TNA? Because it felt like AEW had her in the bag since six months ago. I think she ends up in WWE. But yeah, you know, Jesse and I come to came to an agreement where you know, if Scott Demore is hyping up the biggest announcement or the biggest signing in TNA history. I mean, it's certainly a Dolph Ziggler. It's not Ali. It's not Matt Riddle. Mercedes fits that bill, and she could basically, you know, do a short run and impact. I don't know what the return on the investment would be, but she could certainly be aligned with Trinity. That's something that I could see her wanting to do.
1: Yeah. The fact that Trinity exists in TNA makes the possibility of getting Mercedes very strong. It is not a long shot. Um... I'm hearing that TNA offered cool gobs of money yeah. to Will Ospreay. Yeah. So they are running with deep pockets, and they are putting a lot into this relaunch. I think TNA, because of one good word from Trinity, and they can get Mercedes just like that. So TNA could be real players in, in, this, uh, in this bid for Trinity and this bid for Mercedes coming up.
0: I think she ends up in the Royal Rumble, though. That's just my prediction. Uh, Stephen Brewer with an 11 months. Happy holidays and Merry Christmas to both of you as well as Drew and all the OTS family. Hope everyone has a happy New Year. Thank you, Stephen.
1: Thank you, Stephen.
0: And Rusty Wagner will end with this. 26 months. J.D., Jesse, thank you both for all the hard work you bring us and tribalism. Have a great holiday. Thank you, Rusty.
1: That's my IWC Christmas wish. I, I, I wish the tribalism would stop. If you Not- don't like if you don't like the opposing company whatever that opposing company is to you just don't watch it and go enjoy and talk about your wrestling. Yeah. The other wrestling doesn't suck because you don't like it, okay? You don't like it. That's okay that you don't like it, but it doesn't mean that someone else is stupid or the other company is 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 is, is just garbage because you don't like it. Just enjoy your wrestling, all right?
0: Well, I, mean, I think it's just going to get worse with the uh, impending Warner uh, and WWE partnership. But, you know, who knows? Who knows when that's going to be announced, if it's announced. But I think it's going to get worse if it does happen. But thank you guys very much for all your support on the show tonight. We uh, hopefully hope hopefully you guys enjoyed what we did tonight. And I will be back tomorrow with a big extra, man. We'll talk about that Warner uh, merger with Paramount. And we'll talk Mercedes as well. So... Uh, make sure you guys go and look out for that. Follow us on social media at JDFMNY206, at ChiTownSmark on Twitter, X. Read that last super chat so I can answer it. Tell any... Tell a new $2 super chat. Why does the devil want the Ring of Honor tag team titles? Because MJF has
1: them. Yes. There you go.
0: Anyway, guys, uh... He'll follow Jesse on YouTube as well. Click his name in the description, it'll take you right there. And shout out to my sponsor tonight, magicmind.com/slash JD from NY. Use that code JDNY at checkout for 56% off. And I will see you right back here with more content on the channel right here on OTS. I'll see you guys later.